I don't even see any on mine, to be honest with you. But I'm also using a Winnie the Pooh jam jar. So. <laughs> <laughs> that might be impacting your... Uh, I don't know. That might help. Winnie is taking... <laughs> so so what you're saying is you're going to get lots of notes of honey. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> well, done, well done, John. You're listening to Those Dram Ginzers with your hosts, John and Zach. Hey everyone, I'm John, and welcome to Those Dram Ginzers, where we drink bourbon and talk about it. No, you don't have to just... Your phone or any any audio settings. Zach is not with us today. Uh, he had some family stuff that he was uh, attending. So um, again, family comes first with the show. So we miss him, but we'll see him on the next show tonight. Today, whenever you're listening, we are doing another round of the Pittsburgh Community Whiskey Table Virtual Edition, and we have three new guests with us and some other fun guests. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Aaron to uh, get this underway. That would require me unmuting myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this evening, uh, our community whiskey, uh, our Pittsburgh whiskey table, uh, we are live on Facebook at the moment as well um, within Pittsburgh Whiskey Friends. Um, we have... Uh, Three defi- yeah, we have we have four guests. We have Rocco. Uh say hi Rocco. What's up everyone? How are you? We have Adam. Oh. Do your dancing intro. You know, we all have to <laughs> say a few words. Say hi Adam. <laughs> hi Adam. <laughs> and then we have Ray Winstead. Ray, mute. Ray, you're muted. <laughs> so, so sorry. Hey, Ray, long-term uh, whiskey drinker. Used to be the cheap stuff. Now it's the good stuff. <laughs> awesome. And our special uh, guest is Umberto Dorta, live from somewhere in the Meadville area. I look like he's somewhere from deepest darkest yeah, Meadville. <laughs> So, tonight's event, we have, last time we did this, we had three blind samples. Tonight, we have added an extra sample. We have four. Um, no, not going to give any details, not if there's a theme <laughs> or anything else. You'll all figure it out uh, as we go along. Again, the, uh, the goal here is we will pour a little bit of each sample. Uh, so, the samples are A, B, C, and D. We will pour a little bit of A, we'll taste, uh, write down some thoughts, some notes. Uh, we will then do a splash of water in it, see if anything new pops up or get some feelings, thoughts around it with a little bit of water. Uh, then we will move on to the next sample. Um, feel free in your notebook to write down uh, any guesses you might have on that sample. We can, uh, if you'd like to share at the end of that sample, 
what your guess is. You know, I'll prompt you for that. Um, and then we'll move on to the next one. Once we get through them all, we will reveal what they each are, and then we'll go back to each one, take some additional thoughts, um, and just overall feelings around the uh, around the, the samples, what was favorites, what was least favorites, and just the uh, the overall, you know, the event and take feedback and whatever else we can do. And, of course, there'll be chit-chat and shenanigans along the way, as there always is. And many tangents, probably. <laughs> many tangents. Do we want to get a quick intro of our guests? I know we said hello. Uh, we can, yeah. I mean, if people want to give some background, what their background is, or, yeah. So, we'll start with Rocco. Uh, Rocco? So, what's up, everyone? My name's Rocco. I am one of the founding members of the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Society. Uh, I am much more experienced in beer than I am in whiskey, and I currently have a bunch of cheap stuff on my bar, and I'm trying to get more educated, and Aaron and all the whole group here have been great, so looking forward to this, and I just hope I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> I embarrass myself every time, so you're good, Ray. Rocco. <laughs> uh, Adam? Hi, I'm Adam. I'm also one of the founding members of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Society. Uh, I'm more versed in beer, but I've really taken more of a liking to whiskey, especially as of late. So I've expanded my uh, repertoire, and I'm here to learn something just like everyone else. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. And Ray. Yeah, I'm Ray. Um, when Aaron was so kind to add me to Pittsburgh Whiskey Friends uh, when he first started it, uh, I left because I thought that I didn't know enough, and then I, <laughs> I came back. And uh, been in there for years, and uh, big fan of uh, of all whiskey. Probably prefer Scotch more than anything else. Um, uh, I long for the days whenever uh, we used to be able to buy bookers on the shelves, no issue. Um, but uh, enjoy the, t- the 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 uh, the chase a little bit. Um, back behind me is a little bit of my whiskey cabinet, and uh, excited to do this blind and. Surprise! Awesome. Uh, from an admin perspective, you have myself, Aaron Hyduke, uh, Scott's across from me. Alex is up north with Umberto. Then we have Bobby also up in uh, Umberto land. Also across from me, we have Mishy, who some of you may have met at one of the events, may not. I don't know. But you you probably know that is Scott's wife. And they are next to one another. If you can join their two screens together, you would see that they <laughs> form one, one to twin powers. So we've all poured a little sample of A over here. If you would like to do the same, if you, if you have, good. If you haven't, put a little in your glass and let's get going. And you so, want to start with nose as well first, right? Uh, we usually start with a little color. Little swirl. That's right. See what kind of uh, what kind of legs we get, if any. Yes, looks like a, a little bit of legs on there. Just slightly oily. Yep, just a slight oiliness. Mm-hmm. They're fast. I mean, mm-hmm. they're running quick. I don't even see any on mine, to be honest with you. But I'm also using a Winnie the Pooh jam jar. So. <laughs> <laughs> that might be impacting your. Uh, I don't know. That might help. Honey is taking. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you're going to get lots of notes of honey. Yeah. Ah. 
Well done, John. Yeah. yeah, speaking of honey, this is a bit of a kind of a dark honey color here. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be the lightest out of all four. We'll have to go through. But, uh, yeah, I know, I keep like bending down the look. Yeah, and, uh, but it's not light at all in comparison to what whiskey can be. So on, if you'd like yeah. to uh, take a little nosing, getting uh, some, some pepper spice. Granny Smith apple. At the tail end, I get some of the spice. Yeah. Definitely, I can agree yeah. with the. Uh, kind of get like multi-grain bread. Like as up well. front, I'm getting like. But like up front, I get like ethyl alcohol, mm-hmm. like right up front. I definitely get that apple note. I get that spice on the back end and a little bit of oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely pulling the apple out. That seems mm-hmm. to be the predominant thing. It's almost like a baked apple. Yeah. Yep. Some spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple. A- definitely. Apple just, cinnamon. Definitely a little bit of that, yeah. that alcohol note. Mm. If you'd like to take a taste, please do. How are you? That's fine. (laughs) Whew. Alright, on the taste, I definitely get, uh, up front, I get a little bit of that apple. Like, uh, yeah, baking, like baking spices, like that type of thing's predominant for me. Like a cinnamon, like that, that whole vibe is what I'm missing. I get cinnamon. I'm actually surprised because I don't. Okay, now like at the very tail end, like going down, I start to get the heat like way down here. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't get much heat most of the way down. Then it just gets really late. Yeah. Yep. Same, right. same for me. Right in the start. <laughs> yeah. I get kind of like a banana nut. I get, yeah. Yeah. You know Maybe what? Maybe some corn sweetness. But yeah, I get a lot of like banana nut bread. Not banana, yeah, I I can definitely see that. Yeah, <clears throat> it's definitely up there in the ABV. Uh, probably guess in the fifty-five range or so. Ooh, we're diving into the diving into ABV and proofage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, but what I do what I do like is it's. Uh, I hate to use the word like soft, but like there's no burn when you drink. Like the the burn is so far after. I just took another yeah. little nip, and it's just I'm not getting any of the like vapors or any of the stuff that you would typically get from a high ABV thing, at least in my opinion. But it's it's very it, yeah. it has the taste mm-hmm. of one, but not the secondary aspects of one. And I'm just going to confirm. Than... I'm just going to confirm that uh, we're doing A, correct? Yeah, because mm-hmm. no one's. Picked this out yes. yet, and I, I, I yeah, thought yeah. for a second I poured the wrong sample, but I'm I'm getting peat on the back end. I'm getting the smokiness. Yes, you should be okay. Good. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying not to lead anybody. Right. Yeah. That's why I sat back and let those guys talk a little bit, and I just want to make sure oh, I didn't but, pour the wrong sample. So, out. What, so, wait, so you're saying you're picking up peat on the back the case, end? This is. This might be like the lightest peat. I mean, maybe my experience is all with you know, super peated scotches. Mm-hmm. So when I think of peat, I think of it super overtly. But, I mean, if it's so subtle that I can't pick it up, that's awesome. <laughs> it's on the back. It, it, it's it's the back of the mouth. On the end. Kind of hit. Little smoke and char. 
Yeah, I get a little bit of the charry notes, but mm. not the um, peat in the sense that mm. I would get from like a Ardbeg or Freug or. No, it's definitely not that extreme, but it it, it for me it's yeah. on the back end and it hits. Like I said, at the end, and and um, I like it. Maybe this is a a peated. Maybe it's not a Scotch, but a peated whiskey. So I did a little splash of water, and you get like honey on the nose with the water. Yeah. <laughs> we go ahead and uh, add your water if you'd like. So now that I've tasted it, I've gone back to the nose, and I get a little bit more of a smoky note on the nose now. I get more grain now with water. I definitely get uh, some sweet, much more predominant upfront sweetness than I was getting previously. Agreed. On the yep. sweetness aspect. I don't really get the grapes. 100% much, the, agree on the, the sweetness. sweetness. That sweetness is very pronounced up front. And it killed yeah. whatever, whatever um, alcohol. Yeah, and actually, it's more like a. But it definitely is more banana nut bread after a little water yeah. added to it. So it's like, yeah, that banana nut bread really comes through up front. Yeah. Yeah, the water really helps open it up a bit. That, with the water, that is mm. an excellent pour. Honey sweet. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get honey sweet and grain. That's good. With the water. I get just a little bit of char on the back of the tongue. Really on the back, yep. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if this is like a local whiskey. Would any anybody uh, in a in a since we've tried water we've added anybody in a guessing mood? I mean, I am, but I'm going to let the the guests go first. Uh, well, Alexander mentioned um, he, he thought it was Liberty Pole. Do they have a? Um, they have a peated bourbon and a peated rye. That's what that's what my guess is. It's a peated rye. Uh, that's, that's exactly what my guess is. Liberty Pulse. Liberty Pulse. Anything, anything, anything in particular that makes you feel rye? Yes. Um, from, the very be- from the very beginning, I felt a lot of the, um, like the spicy notes that you would get from, uh, from, from rye. So kind of like the baking spice, allspice, um, maybe a tiny bit of, um, kind of like pepper even. Um, and then, you know, kind of like, um, the same way that whole whole grain um, bread would have um, some, or maybe like a rye bread. Um, I was getting a lot of that front and center, and then with the water, it opened up to a little bit more honey, and then uh, the back end had a little bit of um, smoke to it. So I wouldn't say that it's a naturally uh, peated um, whiskey, but uh, I think you know a more uh, non-conventional, I guess. Adding the peat to the to the to rye whiskey. Yeah, I I'll agree with Ray. I honestly, and I know this is a shame because everyone loves it. I have yet to try the Liberty uh, Liberty Pole peated rye or whiskey. Um, it comes highly recommended for many many people, and I still haven't gotten to try it. Um, but from the description I've heard of it, I would say this is probably the rye. I mean, you get that little rye bite, you get the pepper, and it's not overwhelmingly peat. So I mean, I. I 
it's it's so small. The peat is so light that I wouldn't even say it's like a Highland Scotch or something. But there's, it's got to be something that's not, not Scotch but but does have the peat. So that would make sense to me. Adam, you know it's funny the whole uh, discussion of the uh, peated rye. That's completely throwing me off because when I taste this, I actually thought Scotch. Uh, so that's why, you know what, the more that I think about the peated rye definitely, uh, changes my dimension. Otherwise, uh, before the mention of, uh, peated rye, I was, uh, pretty sure it was more scotch than, uh, a rye whiskey. Misha, you were saying you, you felt more scotchy as well. Yeah, I think it's more scotchy than rye. It, it has that punch that a rye has at first, where I don't, but it finishes like a scotch to me. Like the meat, like the meat, like fill of some of the scotches. You can see that. Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Michi. I thought it finished like a scotch. That was exactly what it well, this could be a good educational moment for me. So would you guys think this is a Highland, Highland scotch or where, no. what part? No, what what scotch would you, where would you feel this is from or what region? Sorry, oh, yeah. I know it's I know it's yeah. a weird question, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I think Iowa. See, I was always under the impression that the Highland Scotches were the ones that were lightest in tea. Or do I have that completely back asterisk? Well, it's you're not you're wrong, not wrong but there's there's low, low peat. There's no, there's no peat. Uh, you have varying, you know, so there's a huge swing of varying degrees of, of peat in, in scotches. You know, most scotches have some level of peat. Um, not all of them bring that peat forward in a way that you get the charred meats or smoke or, you know, or the uh, uh, vegetal earthiness of peat smoke. Um, so, I mean, to say, you know, I think, I think from an Isla perspective, we tend to think of those very much in that meaty, unctuous, um, charry sort of way. And I think that that finish of this is reminding people of that. Not to put Fair words enough. in anybody's mouth. No, that's great. Thanks for that, Aaron. That's, Really informative because I, it's scotch is the one, you know, I've tried bourbons, rice, all that. I just scotch. I haven't, I feel like all I've ever tried are the, the stuff that punches you in the mouth with smoke and I just, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Zach were here, <laughs> 22, he would, <laughs> he would bring up 22, um, Ardbeg 10 <clears throat> and say black marker. You know, that, uh, there's certain, Pete can bring about this black marker characteristic as well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, for some people, I like black marker. I like the smell markers as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. I didn't eat it though. I knew better than that. <laughs> I, I did like smelling them. That's when it gets oh, like into the realm of iodine. Yeah. I think in my mind, that's the black marker. Yeah. yeah the iodine, uh, briny notes. Well, but uh, no, I don't get that in this. 
Yeah, I do, I do not get any kind of briny, black marker. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even say, I don't even get any of that, uh, uh, like seaweed or uh, salt spray or... Coastal. Yeah, any of that kind of stuff. I get, I definitely get that, that uh, smoked meat uh, unctuousness that kind of like if you go into a smokehouse, the first thing that you get, you get hit with this sweet meat smoke, <laughs> um, kind of note. And I definitely get that on the finish of this along with, uh, the, that char, you know, kind of charred wood, charred, uh, barbecue, you know, like, uh, smoke, smoked smoke ham, smoked ham. Yeah. Oh. I can see the smoked ham portion. So we have uh, we have a guess on some type of scotch. We have a guess on some type of peated rye. Nobody thinks peated bourbon. No, I do. Is that correct? Oh, John thinks peated bourbon. I don't. I don't get a typical. If this is LP peated, I don't get their typical rye kick. I find this a little bit more sweeter. Um, and I also want to go against the grain a little bit because I do think it's LP. Uh, but I'm going to go peated bourbon. So we, have, we have a cup. I was going to oh, say, I, it tasted more like rye the first time I had it. When I added the water, it did go more into the bourbon category. Mm-hmm. But I'm still leaning towards the rye more <laughs> than the bourbon. And there's varying degrees of rye, too. Like, I mean, yeah. know, to be a rye doesn't mean you're and have an excessive amount of rye in you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> 51% is, and then it could all be something sweeter. Um, so it's not, you know, I mean, there's a lot of leeway there. Mm-hmm. So cool. are we, does everybody have their thoughts and ideas about sample A kind of locked in? Yep. All right. Yep. So take a little bit of water, have a cracker, anything you want to kind of clear your palate. Some Chick-fil-A fries. Chick-fil-A fries. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always good. So, uh, hopefully everybody has B in their glass. Yeah, let's... Got it. So, from a color perspective, you think lighter, darker, same? Teeny bit darker. Just slightly more into like an amber color. Yep, definitely yeah. getting a little, yeah. little more red. Yeah, like... Maybe like two shades darker, maybe than uh, A was. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a bunch of fast running legs on this one. I'm seeing a lot. Uh, still, still seeing some fast runs, but they're more individualized. They're not falling in sheets. Yeah, I'm getting almost none. Might be my my tiny little baby glass. <laughs> yeah. How many ounces does that hold, Aaron? Does that hold two ounces? No, I'm seeing individual legs. Okay, that's funny. If it filled all the way to here, it would be two ounces dead on. Wow. Yeah, that would be good for uh, meat as well, I I would think. Yeah, I see individual legs. Yeah, I'm with Ray. I'm not getting any, but once again, it may be my inferior glassware. When I say inferior, I mean, I'm on to the giant panda. 
<laughs> Your giant panda's taking <laughs> the legs away. <laughs> I'm loving this glassware, yeah, Rocco. Really. No. <laughs> but I have, I have about Rocco's got the bears covered. <laughs> Oh, just wait till you see the next two. I'm, I'm over here with I'm over here with all my Glenn Karens and and Rocco's outshining me with his uh, Winnie the Pooh bear and panda. I'm, I'm loving the. Uh... Will, will there be a National Lampoon moose glass? <laughs> oh, if I'm... <laughs> the moose out front should have told you. All right, drunk food it could panda. Challenge is laid down. Fresh fest glass, but I don't didn't have four uniform ones, so shout out to uh, <laughs> Fresh Fest with Digifest. So if you'd like to take a nose on this. Oh definitely sweeter. Some some uh, oh, that nose is hot. Butterscotch. Very grainy. Yeah, I, I agree with Scott. I'm getting butterscotch. <laughs> Definitely get butterscotch. Mm. Just sweetness. Like it's just it, maybe maybe it's the other one wasn't it? It's just, I'm just getting a whole bunch of sweetness. This makes me think like this might be a weeder. I'm getting even like uh, green apple notes, maybe uh, dried apricot. I'm getting almost like caramelized sugar. I like that, yeah. Rocco. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. That's more, yeah. There we go. I'm on board with that. <laughs> a lovely crumble. Yeah, I get that. Caramel, butterscotch. Oh yeah, that definitely get that caramelized sugar on the taste. Wow, it's like, yeah, very caramelized sugar, like brown sugar, yeah, caramelized sugar. A lot of heat up front. A lot of heat up front, but it's like a lot of sugar, maybe mild yeah, butterscotch on the taste, very mild. But I get so I'm the only one that gets uh, fruity notes. I get like a caramel apple type flavor. I can see that on the taste. There's yeah, definitely caramel apple. apple. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I didn't get it as much on the nose, the fruit side, but definitely on the on the uh, on the entry. Mm. Yep. Just the slightest alcohol burn on the nose if you get too deep into the glass. Oh, yeah, no. The nose definitely has an alcohol burn. Absolutely. It's maybe, hot maybe, I, maybe I drink too many rye, but am I also picking up like a peppery note at the end? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I am. Like, I'm, I'm tasting it. But like I said, I, I tend to drink mostly rye at the house. So I'm wondering, you know, that's one of the things and I think. That's what you're tasting. Like. But I'm picking it. Uh, that's what I, I'm feeling. I, it tastes like a ride. Yeah, I think there's. Yeah, a, I'm with you on that. Like I get a high, a, like a high ABV ride. I get a nice little, uh, <clears throat> just right back here on the sides, a little, little bit of burn, but not, not like uh, yeah, right on the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely get that pepper my, spice note on the back end. Yeah. Yep. I'm doing my notes on my phone. Yeah, what by the say, way, so. For me, it's not black pepper. <laughs> I would say more white pepper. This isn't yeah. like the baking spices, like the brown spices. No. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, a tiny bit of cinnamon. Yeah, I could definitely get a little red hot out of this, little cinnamon red hot. Maybe mm-hmm. a pinch of nutmeg. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Aaron, that's a really good description. Cinnamon red hot. That's. 
that's the type of almost the type of pepper yeah. I taste. It's like the cinnamon red hot mm. peppers. Yeah, but I also get this uh little bit of uh like uh, slight campfireiness right on the end, right finish. Like there's this just a little bit of hint. And I almost I almost get a bit of toasted marshmallow between the sweetness and the caramel and like all that mixed with that smell. I'm not saying it is marshmallow, it's like reminiscent. Oh, marshmallow. Marshmallow. But I, when I added water, all, all I'm getting now is like the sweetness, and I'm getting a little bit of that heat. Like just, it, just uh, that's on the nose once I added the water. It's, I'm getting actually a lot of heat, particularly like kind of like a tongue numbing heat for me. Titrate it with some water here. With the water, the the what I'm calling the rye bite is subdued, but it's still there, and I'm getting a little bit of burn, it, it, like right in the sternum, like right right in the chest, but not much. It's a it's a pleasant burn that's right at the end, like right at the very finish. You know, with the little bit of water, I get more of the fruity notes that were described. Same here. I get a lot. But more. I'm definitely getting more of the fruity notes that were described earlier. I agree uh, with that. With a little bit of dilution. So, Brown yeah, sugar. it's like there's less emphasis. I mean, before I was getting so much emphasis on that caramelized sugar, and now I get uh, that's muted some, so I can actually get the uh, rest of the notes. I definitely yeah, get, I get the, apple uh, and brown sugar fruity notes with the water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. I'm getting that campfire marshmallow on the back of my palate. That cinnamon, that cinnamon note came out a lot more with the water for me. Yeah, I can't quite pinpoint it. There's a specific note I'm getting like way back here, like right at, toward the back of the tongue, or about three quarters of the way to the back of the tongue. There's a note that I can't exactly describe, but it's sweet, very sweeter, savory, spicy. If you were to try and uh, pin it down, would uh, you say sweeter, spicy, savory? Spicy. It's spicy. It's between sweet and spicy. Sweet and spicy. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like this is a uh, barrel strength cast strength bourbon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's big. I, it's really yeah. It's got some heat. I think I'm going to be way off on this, but I actually have kind of a, a guess where I think this might be going. This, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, this reminds me of Knob Creek. And I'm not exactly sure why, Ooh. but it's what it reminds me of. And I'm thinking maybe like a, a Knob Creek cast strength or something like that. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's it's just something about it reminds me of Knob Creek. I, I could be way off base mm-hmm. on it, but that's, that's what I'm sticking with. It's like a Knob Creek cast strength or barrel strength or something like that. Well, you know, what the funny the, thing uh, I was thinking, yeah. with the sweet and spiciness, uh, go ahead. I was wondering, what was the, um, there was a PWF Knob uh, Creek barrel pick. Which one, mm. what was that that we had? There was three. You guys remember? There was three. Oh, well, I guess I just got one. Let me see. I actually didn't <laughs> open it yet. It actually should give everyone a plug. Uh, I tried last year's Maker's Mark from Alex, the wonderful gentleman he is, and it was amazing. 
So I bought one bottle this year, and I'm going to try to talk to Mrs. and let me get two. That's what I was just going to ask. Did you buy a bottle of this year's? You know I did. boy. <laughs> They're going fast. Get them now while you can. Oh, yeah. I, I just got the closer. I know that there was the uh, uh, mm. chain. You got of, the, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, the one with most age on it. Yes. Uh, the closer is nice. Yeah. It's real nice. Looking you got to open that bad boy up. It's good. I know. I was going to say, I haven't even opened <laughs> it up. I'm staring at it. And it's 60 proof. That's what, that, that would be a good guess uh, if you guys uh, were nice enough to uh, let me try it without opening my bottle yet. <laughs> so, but, uh, for... go ahead, Ray. I, didn't want, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, I was just saying maybe, maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's what it is, is the, uh, the closer. Or I would even say, I don't know. It might even be something like, uh, and I haven't actually had this one yet, the Maker's Mark uh, RC6, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, yep, that, you read my mind. That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's, I think it's one hundred percent because it's got that that heavy sugar note is yeah. what made me think that. Yeah, that's one of the weird, yeah. one of the things I found that's, that's wild about makers is depending on what staves and stuff they throw in, like it, mm-hmm. y- you get that same base sweetness generally, but like it could be, it can go in all kinds of directions. <laughs> yeah. That's why I really mm-hmm. like these. I mean, norm, in, in general, when you get like single barrel selects, you know, like private picks and stuff like that, like, yeah, they're going to be different than us- the usual standard offerings, but, um, that's what I really like about like the makers picks is because literally like every one of them can be different from each other like more so than like than just regular single barrels. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. you got the single barrel aspect of it as well, but then they throw those staves in there and depending on who's doing the pick, the staves are going to be very different, you know? And mm-hmm. uh that's, you know, that's why I'm excited for this one that we're getting yeah, so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But for me See, cast. I don't want to use the word cast strength because that can be deceiving. Because cast strength can vary in ranges. I'm I'm gonna go. I think it is higher proof. I want to say it's in like the one ten ranges. I'm not gonna say cast strength because cast strength could mean you know any any higher proof. You know what I mean? Um, but you think think higher than a hundred? I I definitely think high. I think definitely higher than hundred and ten. Because it's got a little like, yeah. Either either my palate has gotten better since Bobby's been on the show, or you know, I, I you know, this is only round one ten ish. Yeah, I thought the last one was around fifty five percent. So I'm saying this one's probably you know, or uh, so this one has to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would have guessed last one coming in around I don't know a hundred proof. And this one, I'm thinking, I'm I'm agreeing with John. I'm leaning more towards like buck ten, buck fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the funny thing, makers, the mark cast strength is one eleven proof, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I will be very impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll say the other one was uh, hundred proof, and this is mm-hmm. one ten plus. Yeah, but if I called this in Dom Creek, I might run around tall stance in the street. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a snowball chance in hell I would guess it. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get Knob Creek, but that's just me because Knob Creek for me has a lot of like a really like nutty aspect to them. Um, I didn't get that with this, but I also have only had one. 
If this is one of our picks, I've only had one of them. I haven't had all of them, so. Yeah, I find Knob Creek to generally be a little bit sweeter. And I, I you know, I, I don't discard the nutty, what you say, but like, it, for me, it, it's more sweetness up front, and then you get that, that rye bite at the end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I love it because I, I get bottles. I think it's the, the 100% rye, you get bottles over for like mm-hmm. 24 bucks. It is yeah. perfect. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a weeder. Um, you know, so that's what's, or, you know, or at least has a higher amount of wheat than a lot of whiskeys. Um, so because of that sweetness and sort of the traditional weeded notes. I'm kind of curious to see what Scott thinks, but I know he already knows. So, but it's kind of funny <laughs> watching his reactions. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I try to like say smile. things and like look at him, but. Yeah. Sometimes. He smiled after. Uh, yeah. yeah. Make Knob Creek. Yeah, I can't wait until it's actually like Japanese whiskey or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, One never knows. I'm sneaky. Yeah. You are. So, are we all are we all good on B at the moment? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, go ahead, get a drink, a little sip of water, get some palate cleansers if you need it. So I will say this. There's a Knob Creek sitting in front of me. This isn't it, though. Oh, nice. <laughs> Single barrel. Yep. It's actually a 13 and a half year that we picked up in Kentucky a couple of years ago. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Knob Creek is wholly underrated. Very. I, you know what? I, it's not just... I mean, Knob Creek, I think, is, is very underrated, but there's also, I, I think a lot of the big places are, are underrated as far as their, their, you know, $20, $30 offerings go. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of really true. nice, a really, a lot of nice, like, expensive stuff, and don't get me wrong, but, like, for someone like me, the difference between, like, Sazerac and Sazerac, you know, it, it, to me, I won't be able to taste the difference, really. You know, <laughs> it, might, it might be a little bit different, but, like, things like that are wonderful, having cheap bottles floating around. Yeah. You would... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you would definitely know the difference between Baby Saz and Saz 18. There's a, you know, if you ever get to do them side by side, uh, yeah, there's, there, you, you will definitely see the difference. I, yeah, I actually, assure you. That's the reason I brought it up is because I've actually been to the Sazerac bar and I wanted to do something like that, but it, it was way out of any reasonable <laughs> that I was allowed to spend a new one. <laughs> So if you want to go ahead and pour a little bit of sample C, C as in cat, C as in C, senor. <laughs> All right. C as in corn whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Cheers. Could be. Cheers. You never know. Mellow corn. <laughs> That'd be great it if was, you threw in a, a, a cheapie like that in there. You definitely would know well, by the color. I was drinking mellow corn before the hipsters started jumping in on the mellow corn craze. <laughs> you, I mean, have you ever? I mean, so we did mellow corn in the uh, in the uh, one of the advent calendars two years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. and there were so many guesses that it was scotch just because of the color. Oh. People couldn't quite figure out what it was. Yeah. 
went off color alone, and it's so light. Melicorn is such a light yellow. Uh, yeah. That people were so, so many guesses on scotch. And I'm like, that would be the sweetest scotch ever, because Melicorn is so sweet. That's right. I think I thought it was Buffalo Trace, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, early on in the show. So would you say this is darker or similar in shade to the last one? Looks a little bit darker. Or slightly darker. Maybe, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's very darker. similar to the last one, but maybe. It maybe looks a pretty similar to yeah, we're getting a lot more legs on this. So. A lot more. I'm even getting uh, legs. In yeah, my a lot head. of individual legs. This is the new glass, by the way, everybody. You went back to poo, <laughs> or you have a second poo? Oh, back to oh. poo. Another poo oh, yeah. with Christopher Robin. Ah, uh, uh, got poo-poos. you. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, this smells very familiar. <laughs> this, Ray, I was just about to say that. It smells familiar. It smells like bourbon. It smells. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I, Candy apple. Proof, that's for sure. Yeah, it just you think smells it's like hundred proof. I I don't without think tasting it, I mean, it on the nose. No, I without say tasting under. it, just from the nose. I'm saying under. Yep. The yeah, nose, nose is like really standard 47, 45, 47. This is my favorite nose so far of the three I've had. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Oh well, yeah, of the three, this A is the most of... like dessert-like nose. This is mm-hmm. definitely the sweetest uh, nose of the three, in my opinion. I get Absolutely. some vanilla frosting type notes. Hmm. Sweet, sweet brown sugar. Yeah. I get a little bit of fruit in this. Mm-hmm. Right, laying kind of underneath that sweetness. We've, uh, yeah. we've been watching a lot of Great British Baking Show over here, so some of the terms I want to use would be ridiculous right now. It like I love that Thank show. You. Don't hold back. Smells <laughs> like vanilla bean creme patissier. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do get that vanilla very prevalently. Yeah. Like I get caramel, vanilla. Like, I mean, I get a creme brulee. Essentially, what I'm thinking of right now. Think Mitchie, you, you nailed it with pear. pear. Yeah. Sorry. That Ooh, little pear. See some pear. Yeah, that's the. I get pear under. That's the fruit note that the I get under. Pear is probably I get more mm-hmm. from pear. Yeah. Are we on just trying it yet? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Mm. Oh, that is very oh, sweet. That's delicious. Very sweet. Sweetness carries through on the palate. That's sweet. That's tasty. It, mm. it warms you. Like it, it just. I, I enjoy yeah. this. Whatever this is, I really like this. Yes, I will say this it's one. It's like a this, soothing sweetness. Going into this, I had a feeling this was going to be my favorite of the evening. Because I really liked it when I had it by itself. I liked it when I paired it with a couple other things. Had it with a cigar. Enjoyed it with a cigar. It just it, it went well with so many different things <laughs> that I couldn't, you know, just uh, I was really liking this one a lot. Uh, Aaron, did I you open this? Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Oh. Aaron, did you open this up at Leaf and Bean? I did not. Okay. I, I get I, that. I didn't get the vanilla. Whoever said vanilla frosting on the nose? Yeah, that was yeah. I actually, I get that at the front with the taste. Mm-hmm. Like right up front. I get a little bit of a kick in the back, and I'm trying to figure out if that's yeah. a spice kick or, an, or a proof kick. But I can't tell. 
but I get a nice no, warming I hug. I think it, it might be a little bit of a proof kick. Yeah, because of the uh, that sudden kick, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that might be more of a proof kick than a yeah. spice kick. Usually with it the spice, it tastes a lot stronger than the nose. That, uh, it, yes, it graduates into it. But in the middle, I get like that warm buttered toffee. Like after the sweet note, that warmth that just kind of emerges is like buttered toffee. Gooey butter cake. It's very buttery, yes. It's it's noticeably more viscous. It's a little oily. And I mean, like, I don't think we're going into, like, fireball territory here or anything, but it's it's certainly more viscous. Wouldn't that be a twist if that's what fireball, D ends up being? Oh, my God. I, I have a bottle of fireball. Aaron snuck some right fireball in there. <laughs> Does anybody else get, like, the real drying finish on the palate? They do. Yeah, absolutely. The finish is a lot drier yes. than I would expect. That's actually a really good way to put it. I've never thought of, of whiskey or bourbon or any of that, like having a dry finish before. I always wine. Love the finish. Yeah. I, 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 it's not overly warming. It's not too light. It's like I it's like nice that. Little, yeah. I could see. Yeah. I, I see your point, Aaron, about this going really well with a, uh, a cigar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those of us so that get that. If you haven't uh, added water and you'd like to, please do. Those of us Again, that, it's never a requirement. Sorry. I just like to highlight that whiskey can change with that little bit of water. can open up. Um, it can bring some new flavors forward that you weren't tasting without the water. It can hide some flaws. <laughs> the, the, uh, Aaron, we're talk- Aaron and I were talking offline. There's like a barbecue rib finish to it, and the water brings that out. Yeah. I can get that kind of uh, savory mommy note. Those of us that got the <clears throat> the proof kick on the back end, do you think this is higher or lower than B proof wise? I think lower. I think it's in the like buck five to buck ten range. I don't. I don't think it's. I, it, there's a kick there, but I don't think it's an overt kick in the teeth. But you think it's over a hundred at least? I think it's over hundred. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Anybody think it's under a hundred? It's so weird because the nose would tell you the bit. Nose didn't came off so subdued to me that it wouldn't it wouldn't indicate it's this high ABV. But once you taste it, I think it's pretty clear. That mm-hmm. But I think hundred is that is that fancy range, there. right? Where you know the nose can can hide that that higher proof, you know. Yeah. I added about four drops of water, and I, I don't think I would want to add too much more. Mm-hmm. I, pr- I prefer it without the water. I agree because uh, the water took away like that warm uh, middle stage, that warm like almost toffee uh, like sense, and also the uh, it definitely subdued that sweetness up front. It did, but I felt like that sweetness was almost the the main thing going for this like that's what i enjoyed the most out of the thing so once that water yeah, went well, out, I, well, that's it, what like, i mean like, i i liked it without the water i i felt like uh as it was without the water was definitely uh far cry better bobby do you know what this is or are you guessing like us i'm just guessing <laughs> what are some of your uh tasting notes i think C is <laughs> boldest 
and most bright notes of the ones that we've had so far. I think that B strikes hard with vanilla and caramel and rye. Some of my favorite parts about C are how sharp it is. It's a bright whiskey for me. What would you say? What do you think it is? Do you think bourbon, rye, scotch? I would say I think that it is a bourbon. However, if I was told it was a rye, I wouldn't be shocked. What about B? Um, for me and B, I think B is also a bourbon. However, if it were like a, a 51% rye, I wouldn't be super shocked. I like um, I like B and C quite a bit compared to A. Has anybody tasted D yet? No, we're we're not there yet. We're not there not yet. yet. We're on C. We're gonna do a palate cleanse and then we're gonna go into D. I'm about to bust out some notes for B and C. So please, everybody, play along. John, permission to go on a quick tangent since we got Bobby online now. Yeah, go ahead. Bobby, how was Booker's Dry? Scott, I must tell you, Booker's Rye is available and drinkable for $2,000. <laughs> it is one of the most amazing whiskeys I've ever had. So oh, nice. it's, it's not my number one. I don't think it's the best whiskey I've ever had. But it fits in the top 10 in a way that most of us wouldn't really understand. Like, it's so smooth. I say that as someone that doesn't respect smooth. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so great and so sweet. Um, I was blown away. I, I was. I really was. It's so nutty, though. That nuttiness of the beam profile just reaches out and tries to choke you. <laughs> but that makes it so fun because that's that's relevant. That's relevant to those of us that have drank regular bourbons and regular scotches. And, um, oh, my. I, um, I couldn't pick anything else over it. However, the Highland Park 30 and the Laphroaig 32 were close. Oh. Wow, that's strong words from you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are moving on to D. Yeah, let's D. Oh, wait, uh... should we give guesses for C? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. guesses for C. Um, it's familiar to me. Um, I'm thinking it might be some version of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Um, okay. Don't know which one, but it has a familiar profile to me. Hits all the notes. That's one of my favorites. I'm saying uh, bourbon. Yeah, so I'm saying I'm saying bourbon. Uh, You're saying high proof. Yeah. If this is an Elijah Craig barrel proof, then this just changed my view on that whiskey. Honestly, John, I'm with you. If this is an Elijah Craig barrel proof, I am blown away. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very soft, very enjoyable 15 to 20% rye bourbon. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, 
I, for me, and maybe I'm misremembering because I've only really, I mean, I've tried some, but I've really only had the ocean as a house bottle. I think it has like a profile of a Jefferson's. Okay. But I'm not Ooh. entirely sure which version. Um, but I know one of the reasons I, and at least I think this is right. The Jefferson's ocean I have has a pretty high rye bill, even though it's bourbon. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm thinking it might be somewhere along those lines. I agree. Adam? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rocco, because that was kind of what was throwing me off. I haven't had Jefferson's uh, anything in a couple of years. And I was just like, you know, there's something about it that lingered. And that might be it. And I might be on board with you there, Rocco, because there's something about that profile that kind of strikes a bell, but it's not something I've had uh, recently. You know what? One of the things that I think is is interesting is like I've never had any of like the Elijah Craig single barrel, any of that stuff. But like, you know, I could be way off and I probably am. But like I'm taking my guesses off of the lowest grade version of each one that I have on my shelf. Like, you know, Elijah Craig, I have the $24 (laughs) bottle. It's just trying to pick the damn profile out of me. (laughs) I mean, one of my daily bourbons used to be well, uh, Elijah Craig 12-year when they uh, when they used to have an age statement. Uh, so used, used to get that for, I think so, it was under uh, 30. I have uh, A, B, and C of ECBP. Yeah. So I have the 29, I have the 19 A, B, and C for uh, ECBP, and I don't think it uh, rung a bell in that sense. So... Uh, you know, that's why I wasn't sure about that, but the Jeffersons might be more along the lines of what I was thinking. Interesting. So, John, what did what you you don't think? Well, I should say if you feel like if it is an Elijah Craig barrel proof, you're amazed beyond amazed. One hundred percent. I've had two different ones: one with Bobby on the show, and then one previously at an event I went to, and. The, yes. the, the high proof aspect of those was just not in my palate and I just did not enjoy them. Um, but if this is a certain, you know, uh, uh, offering of Liza Craig barrel proof, then I'm going out and finding this bottle because I actually really enjoyed <laughs> this one. But I do, I do think, as I said before, I think it's over 100 proof, definitely. Um, yeah, before we so move on, would, I think this bottle the best so far. Like, I think this is the best four out of the three thus far. At least which one, Rocco? Well, C. C. I like C the best. We're still on C, Bobby. Yeah, C. I think C is the best C. thus far. So what, but John, if you were if you were to hazard a guess on what you think C is, what would you think? What do you think it might be? Hmm. Well, I finished what I had in there. Hold on, pour a little more. Save some for Zach. It's, I haven't even gone a quarter of the way down the bottle. We're good. B and C are both excellent. Would you? Yeah. No, I won't go there yet. I'm I'm not sure because, I mean, it does have that. I could see. I mean, it has that little bit of a higher proof, like over 100. But I, it could shock me as a rye, you know, um. I continuously have that battle of uh, proof versus rye spice. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I can't pinpoint it down other than I know it's definitely over 100, <laughs> which isn't very specific, but we know I'm bad at guessing. We're going to move on to D. Mm-hmm. So please pour some D as in David. 
We say the car definitely not as uh, solidarity. Solidarity. Yeah, oh, we got I was going to say it doesn't stand out as much as the last two. Yeah, a little bit lighter. Red. Lighter. I get no legs. No legs on four on D. Well, getting a little swirl here. I get very little. Very. Yeah, I get all. I get pretty much. Uh, no, actually, I do. It's light compared to what we've done. Yeah. Very slight. Very slight. Very slow. Compared to the last two. Yeah. Yeah, see, I got a lot. Very slow legs. Yeah, I don't get as much sheeting um, or runners. I get a very, very defined circle with little droplets slowly Mm -hmm. breaking off. (laughs) Agreed. My zebra isn't giving me any kind of legs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> zebra is nothing but legs. <laughs> <laughs> On the nose, I think this is a rye. Agreed. Like rye spice. I think it's rye. Yeah, I definitely get the spice. Definitely Ooh, spice. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get a peatiness. Definitely I was spice. just about to say that, Bobby. I smell. Yes. It's almost like a. Uh, charcoaly peat, like yeah, like a smoky something. I, right? I guess yes, smoky. So smoky. Yes. Aaron, did you get a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he did. I'm pretty sure he posted on uh, one of the social medias that he opened up his backsetters. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm right, but I'm not sure that I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just having fun. I get bubble gum on the nose. So I may be way. I just took a little sip of this. This, it, it's got that smoke that this tastes like a peated rye more than the first one. This is what I would imagine a peated rye to taste. So real quick, let's go back to nose for a second. Oh my bad. So on the nose, we said we we feel that there's some peat in this. Uh, what other what other notes are we uh, detecting in here? I got bubble gum, spices, like pink hubba bubba, hubba bubble gum. I get I get spices. Definitely get yeah. I definitely get some of that baking spice notes. Mm-hmm. Does anybody get a, a a like a fruit sweetness? I get a sweetness, but I'm having gum. trouble yeah. like, figuring Sweet out what's bubble gum. Either one. I do when I waft it around my nose and not hold it directly. Hmm. I get some honey sweetness. Kind of like a, maybe like graham cracker. I can't get past, a bit of past the smokiness. Graham cracker. That's an interesting. Yeah, yeah I, okay, for me, yeah. the ginger, smokiness is kind of overwhelming a little bit. I'm with you, buddy. But I think ginger, that's ginger snap. Yeah. I get ginger yeah, snap cookie with that baking spice. Yeah. All right, so on the uh, on the taste, this is another one that I find drying. I do get ginger, <laughs> a little bit of ginger on the taste. Um, yeah, the ginger snap. I, I I see where the ginger snap comes from in the taste. Uh, I get, I get a leatheriness. What is that? It's like sweet. Definitely leather. I get, I still get that ginger snap. 
kind of like I, a I molasses. Yeah. Molasses. molasses ginger snap. Molasses ginger snap. Very late heat going down. Very late uh-huh. heat going down. I'd say it's a lower proof very, than the uh, previous one. I got a very drying experience with this. I am too. In a it's nice way. Very uh, drying. I agree with you there, right? The whole way through, okay. but still oily. I don't know how that makes sense. Yeah, but. like it's super coating, and it leaves yes. this lingering loveliness behind. Almost like, like when you get that first bite of like a uh, big red gum, you get that tingly spice filling your mouth. I get a little. I get that on the drying finish. Like the whole, my whole mouth kind of lights up with that tingle. Absolutely. I'm also feeling buzzed for the first time today. <laughs> so. Aaron, I had a little bit of water to mine, and like I'm getting like like big red on the nose. Like it's the cinnamon really came out for me. Yeah, right that's there. yeah. There's that there's that bubblegum cinnamon thing. So the water changed the taste for me, where I I think it's clearly a rye by the taste mm-hmm. now, and it, the peat and the smoke is almost gone when I added it. It's it's still there, but it's very small. The water brings out all you the know, grain. Funny you mentioned that, Rocco. Uh, yeah. Added water. I still get that. Michelle didn't like it. But in the taste, yeah, absolutely. The... <laughs> With water. Tell us how you really feel, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it is very dry. Yeah. I'll, I'll go in You get a graininess to it. Definitely more of the cinnamon. Oh, uh, like with that. the water. Sweet green and <laughs> sweet green smoke. Yeah, almost similar to the other one, but this seems to have a seems to be a little bit sharper. Yeah, I think Whereas, I think the rye aspect right, it has more of a bite. Absolutely, one hundred percent. More bite. Yeah, I I I mean the other flavors. I think I don't want to say are muted, but they're similar, if not a little bit. A little bit more muted than the past one, but the rye bite uh-huh. is very prevalent. So, yeah. would you, if you were to, if you were to say, if you were to uh, line up this sample D with any of the other samples, is there anything that it reminds you of from the from A, B, or C? A. I mean, obviously, the the peat aspect, A. well, yeah, is is the similar peat. to A and. Mm-hmm. But, but this one has more, more of a on this one than the last one. right, and this one has way more of a spice, like a rye spice kick on it than the previous one did. That this is what I would expect if this is a peated rye. That is the spice level that I expect out of that. Would this be a poster child for peated rye for you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what you're looking for in peated rye, though. Because I still feel like the peat is very subdued. It's it's more of a rye than it is a peated anything. Am I? Yeah. Right. Well, I think, but I think in peated rye and peated bourbons, right, the goal is not to be 
It's supposed to be subtle. It's supposed to be complimentary, not overpowering, mm-hmm. right? So versus like yeah, I mean, versus like a a finished, like a scotch finished rye, where you know it makes it, it seems like it would be the opposite, but with it with a barrel finished rye, the peat comes out a lot more. At least with the ones I've had. That so peat, you would say if if it's a if it's a straight rye. That's then barreled in a previous use, uh, peated scotch mm-hmm. barrel. You find the peat comes through stronger than in a rye that's made with peated malt or. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're, yeah, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would be accurate. So you're saying this sample D is more like a, which one? The one that's finished in a scotch barrel or the one that's made with peated malt? I'm thinking made. Or peated barley. I would say finished, you know, second barreling. You're going to say finished in a, in a scotch barrel. But, John, mm-hmm. are you saying the same or are you saying made with a peated barley? I'm going to say made. Is anybody picking up on a potential theme that Aaron has laid down? Mm. <laughs> These could be all rise. <laughs> or, or all smoked. If that's the case, I don't know. Damn None it. of these are whiskey. It might not necessarily all be rise, but they all they all highlight the rise. It could be, you know, Bourbons with a high high rye bill, things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be something like that. Oh, I don't know. Or they, they could be that's... double. Uh, all they could all be finished in some other type of barrel. I mean, they might be all double barreled. Is that it, Aaron? All mez, all mezcals <laughs> might be might be a theme one day. <laughs> I might may have to make that happen, or at least throw one in for a little curveball. Why so, is bourbon clear? I don't understand. <laughs> well, some mezcals are kind of murky, so you can get you know ones that are on the murkier side. So, so if we were to hazard a guess, what sample D is? What guess would you hazard? I'm going to say a peanut rye of some kind. And actually, I think that knowing tasting this, I kind of want to change my A to a peanut bourbon. Because I really didn't get much peat on the first one. Uh, it was there, but it, very, very small. And I got much more of a this, this run. And I, and okay. personally, actually, I really enjoyed it on this one, which is odd because, like I said, I usually hate peat. But I think it complemented the bite of the rye really well. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, there's a lot of variations on peat. So, like, you can't always use an Ardbeg or Lafroig, um, or Lagavulin as your, as kind of your, you know, even I, I'm not a big fan of most Lafroigs, but I've had some older Lafroigs that were just divine. They were fantastic. Um, thanks, Humberto. Thank you, Humberto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying the kind of uh, barbecue mesquite notes. Hmm. I don't know what it is, though. Does anybody else like to hazard a guess on sample D? John? 
I mean, <clears throat> if it is a peated rye, there's only one that I know of, and it's a cash strength. <laughs> and that's LPs, but I mean, you know, I'm you partial. Think it's a cash strength? Oh, I definitely think it's a higher proof, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. There's there's definitely some booze on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I cheated and went and tried something else that I thought it was, and it's not that. <laughs> I would say this is much better than sample A. Whatever it is, um, I would give it, you know, on a scale of 1 to 5, I would give it a full point higher than number 1. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think A is, is my least favorite out of the, out of the four. Yeah. I think A is an actual scotch versus this, I think, is, uh, as John said, LP uh, Peter Dry. Because their their peated bourbon isn't cast strength, I don't believe, but their rye is. The bourbon is not. Okay, thank you, Scott. If this is the peated rye, then I'm going out tomorrow to buy some bottles. This is, well, not tomorrow, Sunday. I'm going out like, a, next week and get some bottles. Now remember, there have been two releases of peated rye. There, there, you you are correct, and I have I have batch one. I did not get a chance to get batch two. So, you, so was batch one what you went off camera and tried? No, no, that was something else. Okay. <laughs> just to, conf- just just to confirm a suspicion that I had. Here. Yeah, well, I'm staring at certain things, and I'm like, I was thinking it was that, and it's not that. So pre-reveal, Rocco, rank your, rank your, Ooh, your, rank. your pre-reveal, first, second, third, fourth. Do we also want to use the writing, John? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for for anyone that's not familiar with it, I feel like I repeat myself all the time. And anyone who is a continuous listener can just skip ahead a little bit. But um, so our rating on the show, right, is uh, based off of a by bar pass rating. Okay. We're not giving letter grades or number grades or whatever here. So um, for a buy since we're Yenzers, it's a Haas. You want to buy a bottle and bring it back to your house. Like Rocco just said, if this is the peated rye, he's going out at some point and buying himself a bottle. Um, the the bar aspect would be a downtown. Uh, you want to go try it at a bar downtown. And then um, the, the pass would be a throw it out. So you got Haas, downtown, throw it out. Are your ratings. So, so go we'll ahead. We'll go everybody. So Rocco, A, House, downtown, throw it out. Throw it out for me. Mm. Right. Yeah, I agree. Throw it out. It it might be good as an introductory to the style for somebody um, new to that type of style, but uh, it's not something I would go back to. Adam. Nope, wait. Throw it out. Throw it out as well. Interesting. I was not a big fan of. Yep. Okay. Sorry. It's it's not that I it's not that I necessarily disliked it. It's just I it's not something I would go buy a bottle at all. And like I probably once I find out what it is, I probably wouldn't spend money to buy it anymore. Um, I do have this at home, so I will give it a house just because I've already bought it. Yeah, I mean. 
I would I would fall in that same category. I think you know while it's not my favorite out of all the things I have, there's some things I do like about it. That entry, exactly what you were saying, Ron, or, or Ray, about mm-hmm. it being like an, an entry for somebody. So when people come over and say like, oh, I don't know that I really like peat and stuff, that's kind of one I would start them with. Yeah. So it's a nice way to get started. So yeah, I think I think it's always nice to have things on your shelf or on your bar that may not be my personal favorites, but are things to introduce to other people. And that's why it would be the house for me. It's a nice introductory bottle uh, for somebody that, you know, it either hates uh, peat or feels like they do. And this is a way of changing that opinion. Like, try this. It's a little sweeter. has a little bit of smokiness. It's not. You know, I don't think there's anything. To me, there's nothing off-putting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it, it, you know, it's a nice entry for someone. That, More of an entry than the Freud 10, Ardbeg 10, any of the things that people typically mm-hmm. say are entries. Yeah. It's more an entry than any of those. I, I agree with you. And right. that's, that's exactly why I would also rate it a Haas as a nice entry. Cause I have a lot of, I, I don't have a lot of, I mean, other than, you know, present company excluded. Uh, when it comes to family members, I don't have a lot that are, are big whiskey fans, so I ha- I tend to crowd my bar with a lot of entry level style whiskeys for every aspect of it, and um, I would definitely, you know, even though even though if we're ranking these as well, this is probably the bottom of the four. Um, I still enjoyed it, and I and I would definitely have it as a, as an entry level um, for someone, and so yeah, for me, it's a has as well. Missy. Is it house? Yeah, yeah house, house downtown, downtown, or throw it out. Downtown. Five, four, four don't, don't want it in the house. Yeah. Even though apparently it's in our house. Scott will sell you a pool. That's a sign that I got too many bottles. She doesn't even know that it's there. <laughs> Can you ever have too many bottles, though? <laughs> uh, I would ask Humberto, but I think that house party went off the rails about yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So let's go to B. B. Yeah. Rocco? So Ro- Rocco, start us off again? Uh, I would say this is house. I-, I like this one a lot. I would definitely have something like this on my bar. And in fact, I think I might have something similar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have right. a one we tasted the something so much. Yeah, this is, this is totally a uh, house for me. Um, right up my wheelhouse with the, with the flavor profile. So, uh, right. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Adam? B, Adam? Uh, I'd say B's downtown. Yep, definitely downtown. I mean, I liked it. I don't know that I would say house, but I did like it. I enjoyed it. And it's something that uh, if it was available, I would definitely revisit. So just based off of my insider knowledge and what I know about B and C upcoming, B will be a downtown for me. And we'll talk about C in a moment. John? Uh, this is a hash. I actually have this ranked as number one um, of the four. 
Uh, so yeah, I agree with uh, Rocco and Ray. This is a uh, Haas. Does anybody else have it ranked as their number one for the night? Did everybody? Did everybody have A as their number four for the night? Yeah, I did. I did. I yes. Guilty. So and so, Gone's the only one with it in first place. Is it in second place or anybody? Yeah, it's my second place. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my second for, place. It's for me. I'm also in third place. Yeah, this would be third place for me as well. Mishy, what did you think of B? Ah, downtown. In your in your ranking for the night, one through four. One through four. Would this be your Two. Yeah. All right. So now we're on to C. So Rocco, house downtown or throw it out? D is a house, and C was my number one of the evening. I loved everything about it. Um, the, I mean, I, you know, it just the taste of it. I, you know, it might. I think it might be the lowest proof of the night, perhaps. But I still feel mm-hmm. like it's about. Roughly in that hundred proof range, and it just—I enjoyed everything about that. I think that was my favorite forty. Yeah, same here. Agree with Rocco taking it to the house. Um, number yeah. one for the for the night. <laughs> the I feel like it's also the most—I don't know how to say it, but it's probably like the most flavorful. I think it has. It's also the most complex. Um, so I think it's sort of that also made it uh, made it stand out. Adam? Yeah, 100% agree. I think what really was a differentiator for me was when after adding a few drops of water, I felt like it took away and I enjoyed uh, the whiskey exactly as it was without the water. And that's house. That's house for me. I enjoyed it. My number one. Scott? C is also has for me, and it's number one on the night for me. There's just so many great qualities about it. And I do agree with Adam that adding the water actually took away from the experience. So it's just, it's a winner on its own. John? This is a has, and, and, and this is number two, and I really struggled between B and C of who was first, but, um, uh, as I said before, if this is Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, then I'm going out and buying multiple bottles. So this is a has for me. Mishy? C? Oh, C is a has, and it was my favorite of the night. Sweet. So C is, C is my favorite as well. Uh, I, I, lo- I, I love this bottle the moment I opened it. It paired with everything I threw at it. Um, I agree water takes away from it. Uh, it's just great. I love it. I want more of it than, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> so on to D, Rocco. Uh, D is also a house for me. Um, 
this is the first time I've ever tasted anything like this. Um, the rye bite, the smokiness from the peat. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a, honestly, it was a close call between this and C for me as, as far as number one in the evening. Um, but this is just something so different, so unique to my palate that I really enjoy it. And when I find out what it is, I will be buying a bottle. Right. Hmm. Had to take another sip just to, uh, think about that. Hmm. Uh, it's close. Uh, I, I'd say, uh, I'm taking it down time and, uh, I, it's probably my, my third favorite. Um, but I think it's the most. I think it had the most um, sort of smoky flavors, which I which I dig. I think that came out more in that one than any other one, so I, I appreciated that. Adam, I put it between house and downtown. I mean, peated's are not normally my thing, but I really enjoyed uh, the flavor profile of this, and I felt like the peat actually complemented what was going on versus. Uh, overwhelming it which you know i don't know if there's a hypersensitivity on my end but i genuinely enjoyed it and uh i'll call it downtown with the potential of house i agree with that yeah so once again full disclaimer d is already at my house <laughs> so it's it's definitely a house and it comes in at number two for me and I just, I really love the smoky profile of it. I'm thinking he needs out of the house. Um, you like what you like. No, thanks. I'm good. So is that your least favorite everything? It reminded me, it reminded me of Welsh cheese. I, I just, and I like cheese. But it was just something weird and funky and I don't know. Thank you, but I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, I had to yell, to yell at the dog in the middle of that. Hey, Aaron, don't worry, dude. Mine are being surprisingly nimble right now. Look at these two. <laughs> My co-pilots for the evening, both laying there on the chair. <laughs> John? Pass. Um... This is number three. Um, if it is what I think it is, I think I also, Scott, just like you, have it at my house. Um, yeah, I, I, no other points to this one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so two, two and four were were fighting one another for me, like which one is going to go into my number two spot. But, uh, yeah, four Campbell D, uh, is my number two of the night. Um, so B would be three and A would be four. Uh, this is another one that I just, it is obviously in my house. Um, and I love it. And, uh, upside to this one is, you know, all of you can run out and get them. <laughs> Yay. So that's, that's the bonus around, uh. That's always good to hear. You know, we, of course, uh, of course rest... we can get everything that we just tried tonight and Zach's not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, A and D are the two you can find easily. 
B and C are going to, you're going to be hard pressed to find, but B and C are going to reappear. So when, when they, they are released again, you know, you'll have to uh, try and snag them. So, so do you want to do the reveal like A through D? Yeah, let's just do that. Never mind. Yeah. Because we all had different so, rankings, but. Aaron, with that additional clues, that makes me think that D is something like uh, Wiggle Kilted Rye, something like that. Which one? Do you think is that? D. Uh, D? D. Yeah. Oh, D. Yeah. D. Yeah, yeah D okay. as in Delta. Interesting. But uh, it tasted different to me in my memory when I had it there, uh, when they were so nice to give us a, uh, a private tour a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Uh or maybe that's close to almost a year ago now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I yeah I, I dug that a lot. I thought I got more of the uh, briny notes back when I had it, sort of like more typical Lafroig notes. This one I feel like it, it's a different type of uh, scotch, but uh, but yeah, I, I dig it. If, if that is this, I'll, I'll be excited. Don't worry, Ray. A month feels like a year to all of us at this point. It's not still March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, would you like me to reveal and you taste, or just reveal them all and we'll uh, we'll talk about it? Let's let's just rip off the bandaid. Tell me them all. So, A is wiggle kilted rye. Oh wow! And I think A is uh, I think that one was ninety four proof. I believe. Ugh. All right. Hold I'll on. Look it up on my phone. No, I'll go get it. That's actually what I tried. For D. That's what I snuck away to try. So hold on, I'll get it. 46? 46. Yeah, 46. Okay. So nine, so 92 proof. Or, uh, yeah, 92 proof, 46%. And it's, yeah, so that is a, like a rye that was then put into LaCroix barrels for finishing. So just revisiting that, I just took a sip of that when you, when you announced that. I, I do get the, the peat on it this time around, but it, I still think it's much more subdued than it is on D. Uh, but it's really good. I definitely get that rye bite. Which is why I think I got myself all tangled up in confusion with D when I was talking about, you know, uh, uh, made versus finished. Because I, I can't remember what I said. We just did, um, we just did a show on Wiggles, uh, Scotch finished bourbon. And I can't remember, cause then I tried a little bit of LP's peated bourbon. I can't remember which one I said had more of a peat peatiness to it but based on what's happening here i think i <laughs> i actually feel the opposite of what i just said like i don't know 10 minutes ago <laughs> so b is from new riff and that is the back setter straight kentucky bourbon bottled in bond 50 percent abv 100 proof wow only 100 so, okay so what that what they did Very with nice. that is they took peated back set and they added that into the, the, the straight bourbon. Can you can you elaborate? What do you mean by peated back set? So back set is when they take the the tail end of the uh, the previous distillation and then they reintroduce it to the next batch, and it's supposed to help balance out the pH level when they're doing the new distillation. So what's the difference between that and a sour mash? Uh, no difference, but uh, in this case, instead of it being a straight bourbon mash, they're using a peated 
distillate. Gotcha. So that's where you're getting the peat flavor in this particular case is from the previous make. One thing I'll mention is I've enjoyed everything I've tried from New Rift, but I hate their bottles. With a fiery <laughs> passion, I hate the, those bottles look. I just, I, I don't like the frosting on them. It looks like it should be like rumple mints or something instead of bourbon. <laughs> I actually what's like in, the design. What's inside they stand is good. out for it. Um, you know, there's the, 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 the only whiskeys that have that black matte. I mean, uh, that, that may be 10 years of uh, bartending and bouncing in a college bar coming back to haunt me. But it's just it. I don't know what it is. This bottle is just. I do not like it. <laughs> Fair enough. And Zach is normally our our critique of uh, design. Gorgeous. <laughs> See, he's not with us tonight. So C is new riff, backsetter, straight Kentucky rye, hundred proof. Bottled and bond. Uh, so that's another one that, so that's a straight rye that has the, uh, peated back set added into it. And that's what brings that, uh, characteristic out to it. And then D. So D is, uh, batch one of Liberty Pole, Ooh. cast strength, peated rye. Damn, friggin' right it uh, is. That- that was the uh, highest proof tonight at 114.4, I think. 57% ABV. So, so yeah, it's 50, 57% ABV, 114. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I missed everything you said about the new riffs. I presume we're going to write these down so we can see them. Uh, will. I, I, yeah, we'll be posting. So the new riffs uh, are going to be the hardest ones to get. That was a limited, that was a limited release. Uh, only offered to members of the New Rift uh, Bottle Club. Anybody can join the Bottle Club, sign up. There's some great bottles that uh, come up and you get opportunities on. Uh, Backsetter was one of those. Um, we were allowed to buy one of each. So there was no, uh, you couldn't buy multiples. We were, you know, you were limited to one, one of the bur- peated backset bourbon, one of the peated backset rock. The upside to that is they are going to release it again, or they do plan on releasing it again. I don't know if it'll expand outside of the the bottle club or not, but they are going to do it again. And from a Liberty Pole perspective, so the the cast strength, the batch one, um, I'm trying to remember what the age on batch one is. Hold on. Batch one, I think was 14 months. That sounds about right. I have it in my notes. I just got to look it up. Yeah, 14 months. So, yeah, the, it was actually 57.2% is what it says on the bottle. Uh, so 114.4 uh, and age for 14 months. Come on, Scott. I expect more out of you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the latest release, release batch two, uh, what, did, what did batch two get up to? Three years? The batch two of the Liberty Pulpeated Rye, is that is it three years now? I think so. Yeah, I think we got right around three years on this batch two release right now. I'm not sure what the proof is on it. I haven't picked my bottles up yet. I have to go uh, I have to go down the Liberty Pole and pick them up. I have a, I, I ordered them and I've been meaning to get down there and, and uh haven't made it yet. Um but yeah, we're uh, we're definitely uh I'm excited for the uh the extra aging. 
Has anyone tried batch two? Because I'd really be curious to see how that stacks up for batch one as far as like peatiness and things like that. I have not. So we actually have a comment in the Facebook chat from Spencer Jason, and he's saying that he can't get any of these bottles in New Hampshire. But I do believe that uh, Wiggle will ship them, and I'm pretty sure about Liberty Bowl as well. They probably would. I don't, I don't, unless New Hampshire has some rule about not allowing. But yeah, we'd have to, uh, we'd have to look. It, it looks like the cast strength, uh, straight peated rye whiskey batch two is out of stock right now. It looks like it sold out. Six, it was $64. 109.6 proof. It was available. <laughs> Maybe it was our, uh, our, our event here, people. <laughs> it all up. But it but is, the uh, peated bourbon is available though. Not the right. Yeah, so the peated mm -hmm. bourbon is not cast drink. No. Um, Correct. Also good, but not uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it is not a cast drink. I feel like looking back on all of this, I may have been misinterpreting like that rye heat to equal higher ABV than I thought it was. I think I think I may have been confusing the two a little bit, which show, which shows my and I have it with my palate. But this has been this has been really interesting. It, it's been good to try all this. Weird stuff that I would not weird, but stuff that I would never have in my normal whiskey. Adam beer. had the Adam had the run. Thanks, Adam. Sorry, I, mm -hmm. I just saw your note. Yeah, um, that you had to drop out, but thank uh, you, Adam. Thanks, Adam, for joining us. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. I was just say real quick what I find interesting about this flight that Aaron has presented for us tonight is that the peat was presented in three different methods. So. You mm -hmm. have with the wiggle that it was finished in a cask of previously Lafroy scotch in this case. And then with the two back setters that it was the, the previously uh, used make um, brought into the, the new make. And then with the, the Liberty pole that it's actually the, the, the peated malt made mm -hmm. directly into their, uh, their mash build. Yeah. So just three which different is, ways of getting the same profile into different whiskeys. Which is interesting because with the, the back setters, I mean, B, I got a little bit of campfire, but I didn't get anything that remotely resembled Pete with C. John, you know what's actually funny about that? I just took my last little sip of C just because we're discussing it. And now that I know what it is, I right at the right at the front, you get a slight little bit of campfire. I blind obviously i didn't guess that but mm -hmm. now that i know what to look for is it's there it's just hey it's just well 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 subtle it's subtle as yeah these are awesome aaron thank you very much mm -hmm. as always you yeah, are this... a gentleman and a scholar uh, sorry mishy has to leave us as well so thank uh, you Michi, for joining uh, us and uh participating in the uh Sort of peat extravaganza, <laughs> a peat like. Yeah, so I know we peat rye extravaganza. Peat, peat a palooza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, 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 I guess 
three. Rocky said he didn't want Pete. And, uh, so I now know. how do you feel after this, Rocco? <laughs> uh, this has changed my mind on Pete. I feel like Aaron might have been doing this intentionally to try to change my mind. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, class. If we've learned anything tonight, do not give Aaron any ideas because he will <laughs> run with it. Very much so. So my thought was that Rocco, all your experiences with Pete had been with Scotch only. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of bring in the use of Pete in alternate ways. Cause I think, I think overall, or for most people, most people find bourbons to be a little more easier to get into than scotch, especially the peated scotches. Um, and it takes a little time uh, to build that palate up. And I think that's, you know, and I'm not saying for everybody, I'm just saying, I think Pete and bourbon, Pete and rye can be a little more gentle and welcoming because um, it blends in with some softer notes, can introduce some of that fruit and spice and pepper, and you get all these little fun things going on. And then that some of the, the astringent notes that people find in Pete kind of blend in or fade away a little bit, and then you're not getting punched, you know, throat punched or um, with that Pete. So that Something was my goal was to kind of. What I learned from you tonight and then from the, from tasting this is that I think Pete and Rye are very complimentary and especially the way that you presented it tonight. I mean, it, it went from that little smoky into the pepper and it was just such an easy transition. Like there was no, I didn't feel punched in the face with Pete at any time tonight. And I actually tasted it and enjoyed it. Whereas usually it's like, as soon as I even smell Pete, it's like, nope, I'm good. It's like drink meme, you know, like I'm good. (laughs) I I agree. I think, I think Pete and Rye were meant to be together. Mm -hmm. I think that is like one of the greatest pairings to have ever happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why it took so long for it to have ever happened, (laughs) but that is like, that is peanut butter and chocolate in the whiskey world. Like that Pete, Pete and Rye were meant to be best buddies. Uh huh. So yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I hemmed and hawed on this one. What our samples were going to be, I was hoping to have a fifth sample. I was actually trying really hard to get batch two of the Liberty Pole to get down mm. there. I kept ending up in Washington, PA on Sundays, uh, which Liberty Pole is not open on Sunday right now, right? Uh, with their new hours, so I kept missing them. But I was hoping to have all of it laid out so we could kind of just see the, the those local craft offerings and some of the fun mm-hmm. things that they're doing versus what, you know, New Riff, which is uh, not craft, but kind of started as a craft mm-hmm. yeah. um, and expanded quickly over time. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're also doing some fun things and trying to be unique in their uh, uh, approach to the whiskey world with some of the, the experiments that they're doing and the stuff that they're trying um, to release the market. So mm-hmm. these are all like fun little uh, experimentations, plays, uh, you know. I'm sure this is something I can probably look up, but I know Scott and Aaron, especially you two would know that. So New Rip, are they by themselves? Are they affiliated with one of the big, one of the big distilleries? Like, I, I understand just their back. Do you know their background at all? Are they a new company? I they're just independently owned. Recently. Yeah. So they're independently owned, private group. They started out as OKI, um, and they were sourcing while they built their stock up. 
So they were selling their MGP source. That's what I was getting at. Was it MGP or is it them? MGP no, originally. Them. Yeah, this is New Riff is all them. This is their stock. Right. Yeah, once they switched over the name brands, it was fully them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they dropped the OKI brand, became New Riff. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Which it's I think was their, smart uh, on their manual. end because not all the time, but sometimes I think when you start out with a sourced one while you're building up your own and then you switch you know depending on on the difference between the two that could that could possibly hurt you so i like they like dropped oki and became their own entity and now they have their own whisk you know their own yeah, smooth, product smooth amblers is a perfect example yes. then, right they were they were mgp then they then they switched to their own make and people were like I don't know that you can continue to call this. Excuse me, call this the same thing because it's completely different. Mm-hmm. No, I think they so, went about a good um, a good uh, route with that. So, and, and OKI as a brand, OKI is coming back as a, OKI is going to be another independently owned. Um, so, the brand name New Rift sold the brand OKI to another group, and you're going to start seeing OKI back on the market. I believe it's still going to be MGP sourced. I don't think they're they're doing their own make. Interesting. So, but the demand was high. People loved OKI. They loved yeah. the whatever whatever barrels or whatever the mash bill that they were getting from MGP. People loved it. Did you say? So, did you say who they sold the brand to? Uh, it was an independent group. Okay, so it's still not them. Like they're not still no, handling. It, it's not going to be associated with so, New Riff in any way. So OKI coming out next could be vastly different than previous OKI, especially because it's going could. to be two different, yeah. two different and tasting panels, basically. And I don't know if those, you know, like when my understanding is how MGP works. Like when you select your your mash bill or the barrels that you want, you commit to that. Well, sorry, if you're big enough, you commit to this batch or this allotment. Okay. If you're smaller, your allotment you're not guaranteed to get the same allotments every time. Mm-hmm. So you're you know, something that you got once could have been this mash bill and this age and the next time that may not be available and you have to take whatever the closest thing is that they have available. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you're big enough you can pre allocate pre pre allotment and buy in that particular so I don't know where OKI falls, and I don't know when when New Riff stopped buying OKI. What you know mm-hmm. was that on a hold process, yeah. or did it you know like? So I don't even know if that's even available to buy, or somebody else bought it up. Gotcha. All right, folks. So this has been a heck of a lot of fun. Um, thank you again, Aaron, for this gracious and well thought out. Uh, take a uh, lineup for us. Um, I hope that I know, I know Adam had to leave, but Rocco and Ray, I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Um, this is amazing. Thank you, man. This is great. Good. Um, so, uh, if you don't already know, you can find, uh, those Jeremy Injures on all the different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at TD Injures at all three. If you want to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thosedramyinsers, and select a tier if you would like to do that. You can buy some swag at dramit.threadless.com. 
I am, I mean, for those playing the video game, I'm wearing uh, one of our uh, awesome t-shirts that we sell through that through that site. Again, I said this, I've said this before, but it's, it's high quality and, uh, I just, they're very comfy. Another, uh, swag you can buy is, uh, you can get some hats right through us. Uh, I will post the, I'll post all these links in the show notes and I'll also make sure I also post the form for the hats. But again, those playing the video game, here is an example of our fitted hat. We also have a snapback. A flat brim snapback that's uh, way more Zach style than me. Those run $30 a piece. And if you, you know, want to support the show, but you know, we're, we're all, it's a very weird time right now. Um, especially financially for some people. If you want to support, but you can't financially and that's okay. Head on over to your favorite podcast app or iTunes. Leave us a five star, uh, rating and, and write us a nice little review letting us know how we're doing. That just helps, uh, helps other people who haven't heard of our show find our show and again if that's all too much to remember you can always head to pittsburghwhiskeyfriends.org slash those dram yinzers to check out anything you need to know about the show and while you're there make sure you hit the home button and check out everything you need to know about pittsburgh whiskey friends i guess since zach's not here uh, i will just say um aaron cheers to you sir for a fantastic lineup thank you very much again and cheers, cheers to you. Yes. Yes.